So we've got four kind of short questions for today, and we've got Zoe, Pauline, and Denise have uh, thankfully joined us up for the panel. So what I was hoping to do is for each of them to give their input, for, and then for you guys just to maybe ask them a question or add something to it, if that works for you. Yep. Um, so the first question is, kind of what challenges have you faced over lockdown with your business, and have you found a solution to overcome that challenge? So Zoe, if you're able to start. Okay, um, can I share my screen just to show something? Yeah, please. So, um, I just wanted to show you. Can you see that okay? It should be a picture of a front door. Yes. Okay, this is, uh, let me just get it going. Right, so this is what I normally do. Obviously, this is a very standard um, ideal client that I deal with, someone in their home, and I would make the whole scheme of glass. And obviously, with lockdown, I couldn't go into people's homes. So all the projects that I had at the time just instantly stopped and I couldn't access, couldn't assess um, people's jobs. So what I had to do straight away is take any inquiries and get them to send measurements and photographs and assess from that and give them quotes over the internet. So that was the immediate um, uh, change. But then I had to think about a new way of working. So initially to get some cash flow involved in um, coming into the business, I went onto Instagram and saw a, a scheme which was called the Artist Support Pledge. And basically you could put small pieces of glass on um, of your work online on Instagram and sell them. So I tried it, I've never done it before. Um, I've had Instagram obviously, but never sold through Instagram. And um, it worked really well. And I was really encouraged by that. And I found that um, someone actually, not only did I sell small pieces that I had, um, someone contacted me to um, about a larger commission. So I've just drawn two designs, which um, I'm going to make. Um, this is the first one. It's for a skylight in someone's house. That's over a meter wide. And then this is the second skylight for the same home. Um, so that's quite a substantial commission. So I was he's local to me because it's only in Chiswick but he'd got in touch through Instagram so that was a very interesting sort of development for my oh, I'm spending far more time on Instagram trying to promote the business through Instagram and building up quite a following so I'm really pleased about that so that's one thing that I've changed directly um, also um, something else I've done is I'm Trying, because that was new and it seemed to be working, I'm also going to take part in a virtual arts and craft fair um, as part of the Bedford Park Festival, which is an annual festival. It's very well established and well thought of, um, but obviously they can't do it because it, it's the 13th and 14th. So uh, they've said, well, let's try it on online. So. I thought, yeah, why not? It's, I'll be interested to see how that could work. And even by speaking to people, they're saying, oh, that's great. I've always wanted to go, but never been able to go that weekend. So I can just check it out online. So you never know. It might be quite a good way of um, promoting to a wider audience because you're not location based, you know. Um, and yeah. Jeannie Shapiro is yeah. organising that. So um, quite excited about that one. Mm. And then 
the other thing that I've, because the lockdown is lifting, um, I'm now able to work. Um, and so this is what I've been doing for the last two weeks. I've been working in a project which we should have started just before lockdown, but it got halted. It's in a church and it's restoring and repairing all the stained glass in the building. Now, the church is still locked, so we can just have keys and go in. Those are two of us working on it together. But we could social distance because it was a large building. And obviously, the only thing is masks and gloves, um, just to, um, you know, that's the only sort of addition that we had to do. Um, but that really worked well because we were repairing pieces of glass, cracked glass, and in order to do that, you have to smash the glass. And because of the access, the glass would go outside and drop two floors down into the grounds of the nursery at the base of the building. Now, because it was locked and the nursery wasn't functional, it meant we could just break it and then clear up at the end. So it was actually an ideal time to get in there before the 29th, I think, when they, well, next week, I think, actually, they're thinking of opening. So those are the sort of things that I've had to try and do and adapt to get the business sort of um, continuing and developing. Thank you for that. I think especially like going from Instagram as well, which a lot of people don't always know how to get started on. Was it hard for you to get involved or was it quite quick to start? No, well, I'd sort of always been on Instagram um, and I'd used it as a sort of visual reference and where connecting with other people, other stained glass artists, other custom, you know, customers. Um, but I'd never directly sold through it. So that's why it was different for me, you know. Perfect, thanks. And Pauline, have you got any kind of challenges and what, what you've done? Yeah, absolutely for me. So just to explain a bit, this particular business I'm running, I set it up in April 2019. So I've very much been building the business up. I essentially get my business um, through recommendations from people I've worked with in the past, um, from networking, um, and also I do presentations to interested groups. So come March, I had I spent January and February really sort of promoting the business by those things. I also do a lot of Facebook. Um, I'm learning more and more about Instagram, but I'm still not an expert on that, to be honest. Um, but I've also got into doing blogging and um, I've done some training on that. Um, but come March, really, I mean, basically, you know, the work that I had booked in advance got cancelled. So I had no, I had no work, no business income and no way of promoting the business apart from online. So for me, also, April was one year since I set up my company. So I had things like renewal of my website premium, my insurance premium, etc. So it was pretty, pretty dramatic. You know, it was like the business went off a cliff. So I did a number of things, just to, to explain. I absolutely could not work in people's homes. I work on a, on a, a basis of the, with the client in the room, you know, doing detailed work in their home with them. And it wasn't something that was possible to do, and it is not indeed now. So basically, I decided, I took the decision to furlough myself. So I, I have a company, I furloughed myself. Um, that system, actually, I have an accountant, was very straightforward, very simple, and very, very efficient. Um, unfortunately, because when I set up the business, I financed it myself, I paid myself a minimum salary with the full intention come the new tax year in April of giving myself a financial increase and paying a bonus. And that all had to go. So whilst I'm furloughed on a minimum amount of income and I get 80% of that, 
it's not really enough. So Theo knows this bit of the story, but I figured I live on my own. I, needed, I need to be financially independent. And so I thought outside of the box and I said, okay, I furloughed myself. Supermarkets are going to need staff. They'll have people off because either they're ill or they have to look after children once the school's closed down. I'm going to go to some supermarkets, cap in hand, and say, do you need anybody? It, and there's a Morrison's in Ealing. Um, and I went there and I asked to speak to the manager and I had my CV and I said, I've got my CV, but I need to explain because if they looked at my CV, they'd think, what, why is she wanting to do this? I, did, I went in on the Friday. They called me on the Monday. I went in on the Wednesday briefly um, and I started on the Thursday. So I'm now a checkout assistant at Morrison's in Ealing. So I'm classified as a key worker. It gives me structure. It gives me, you know, income straight away. It wasn't a time to go and try and find a new career job. And that's not what I wanted anyway. So I've been doing that. I've met so many people from the NHS, mothers trying to deal with um, homeschooling. It's been a fascinating experience. And I intend to do quite a lot of writing about it afterwards because I've been learning a lot about what it's like for these key workers who are on minimum salaries and how hard they have to work. Um, so that's been very interesting. Um, but the other things that I have also done going along is I have continued doing some blogging. And um, I also come before I started the job and furloughed myself in Morrison's, uh, I did actually um, do a course which was about virtual decluttering. So now on my website, I've got a, a service which is about virtual decluttering. And what's become clear from some of my clients, I've just spoken to casually, there are some people actually, what they need is guidance and consultancy going through a process of making changes in their home. And they don't necessarily need you for that full hands-on um, approach throughout the whole process. So I definitely will going forward, once I can work in people's houses again, I definitely will do some sort of offering of whether people can have, um, if they want to do a virtual aspect in the initial part of the project, then when they want more specialist knowledge on, on interiors and designs and things, I can then work in their homes. But at the moment, we cannot do non-essential work in people's homes where we're working with them in the same place on a on a one-to-one on -one basis so so you know as, although plumbers and electricians can do their thing in separate rooms in the houses our work doesn't really cover that so so that's me at the moment it's been a fascinating time I've learned a lot um, and I've just learned how we can all be very self-sufficient and you know going through this it's about change and if you'd asked me in March would I be a checkout assistant in Morrison's I would have thought you were, what are they talking about? Because ironically, the very first job I had, age 16, whilst doing my A-levels, was working with Sainsbury's in Hampshire, where my parents lived, as a checkout assistant. So it's really quite surreal, but I, I don't regret it at all. It's been absolutely fascinating. So that's me. Thank you. And I think, I know a lot of people are kind of sitting back and waiting for this to end, but you really adapted and you made the best of the situation. So I think um, especially that and then just waiting now for things to ease off. Hopefully mm. the business will start booming again. And well, I, I mean, I, I think so. I think um, it's, this is what I do is very much a personal thing and it's about trust. So I, you know, at the end of the day, thinking about it now. So some of the clients, you know, it's not going to necessarily be their top priority. You know, a lot of my clients may have been in situations where they were furloughed and they'd then be made redundant 
or indeed I know a lot of people with quite well-paid jobs where they they've actually they're not fur they've actually taken a reduction in income to help the business through that so there's there's lots of parameters and lots of reasons why people aren't really rushing back to make their houses you know or homes better so I you know it's going to take some time and probably realistically it may not be until the new year that things really grow in a big way for me again. Um, so in the meantime, I do have something else that I can do as a bit of income. So, you know, for me, it's about working with my clients when they're ready to do so. Perfect. Thanks. And Denise? Uh, yeah, thank you. Actually, there's um, Pauline, a couple of different things there. One, it's fascinating. The perspective you had as a 16 year old sat on a <laughs> checkout desk and um, as a, a, a mature lady <laughs> a couple of years later um that's that's a really i'm sure in terms of mindset that's a fantastic viewpoint yeah so that's one thing uh one thing i was thinking but also those contacts you've made with those is is also kind of gold dust one the experience is amazing but two that those contacts and that community where you've you've been able to articulate your message as to what you do in amongst all the kind of daily going on of you know people trying to homeschool and you know deal with what's happening so yeah invaluable experiences but um yeah and Zoe really interesting to hear what what you're doing as well and I've seen some of your posts on uh, Instagram so heartened to see what's happening that you're picking up business on Instagram as well um so for me I actually had um in early March I was um hospitalized for for 10 days not COVID but respiratory related so I um, I was already on the bench so to speak so had my mindset already thinking gently about how I um, operate um, so when the actual lockdown came appeared for good you know for us properly um, my first thoughts were kind of like holy crap <laughs> What's, how am I going to do with this one um, but one of the things I started doing was offering masterclasses online. Now I'd offered, um, I'd probably done web uh, workshops, in-person workshops, probably once a month. So essentially what I did was um, ex do at least, it's like one and a half a week. Um, so that was one element and that has provided not only just a kind of like regular connection with the world, um, I actually live by myself. Um, my boyfriend is based in uh, uh, further flung so um, literally from that isolation point of view it was helping to provide um, a regular structure as well as I noticed this week it's that regular structure of um, hosting an event for you know probably up to 10 people on a regular basis that really helped that sense of course we know we don't have nine to five jobs but it had a sense of this is okay this is back to this was back to normal I'm you know doing what I ordinarily do even though it was online rather than in person so I ran a series of um, master classes um, on how to cut through the noise get great clients and also how to create a compelling LinkedIn profile but for the first month for April every Tuesday I did a how to zoom class so previous to that, I was using Zoom for a year. So I you know, got the general gist of it. But strange enough, as with most people, suddenly learned a whole load new depth <laughs> of what Zoom could do. But then I thought I could share my knowledge because obviously a lot of people were getting to grips with it. So I did some of those sessions as well and got to meet some you know, very different people to the normal um, kind of clients that I work with. So that was just kind of, um, I don't know, I felt a bit 
frustrated because literally I, I was on the sofa service, service, you know, like the most in the rest of us, you know, you're either frontline NHS or key workers or, you know, you're assigned to the sofa essentially. And I was quite frustrated by that because I'm very much a, you know, a doing person. So I also set up SME Force for Good, which is a Facebook community. Um, and it's in response to what's happening. So you've got the frontline NHS workers and uh, key workers. So I thought, what, what can I contribute from a, a business perspective? That's, you know, that's a lot of where my skills lie. How can I assist during this you know, terrible times? And um, so we've now got over 100 members and actually Theo was member num number 100 um, just last week. So um, the idea of that is for kind of philanthropic business owners or entrepreneurs and freelancers to um, support each other, but to share free content that may be helpful to, to others in, in, in this situation. So, and it's very much not about marketing the heck out of people. It's very much about genuinely offering something that's going to be of service. So we've got people who've contributed on um, leadership, on health and well-being, um, on IT, you know, marketing, so on and so forth. So the usual remit and range of um, uh, services and skills that are out there. And of course, there's opportunity to connect uh, with like-minded people. So we have community calls every Friday morning, every, um, every other Friday morning. So we had one this morning as well. So we get somebody to talk on one of their topics. And again, it's about helping, um, providing insight for other people and uh, some tips and hints. So again, not a sales piece. It's very much about that community and bringing it to life because obviously you can only do so much online through a kind of um, a kind of Facebook community group. Um, so that really takes it to the real world, if you like, the real virtual world. Um, that's not a paradox, but um, yeah. So that's those are a couple of the things that I've been focusing on really. Thank you. And I completely agree. Like every Friday lunchtime, I know I've got this kind of power hour. And like you said, to have that normality and that structure in your life really makes a huge difference. And I think also knowing that you're like networking and engaging with people and I don't know, giving something back as well. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the usual networking. I mean, I think I'm it's interesting. I've had a number of uh, calls with people where we've said you know the networking sessions have been to have been much more productive than say taking half a day out essentially when you go to a particular venue you maybe meet a handful of people where you have kind of um you have uh, contacts that you think okay you know i'd like to follow up and have a chat with um with a handful of people whereas um having something called remo i don't know if you've come across that i found is really good networking piece of software um where you can actually move you've got a table layout uh, a room layout with tables and that literally you can move yourself to different tables so you're autonomous whereas with breakouts it's orchestrated for you um and um you know literally an hour and a half maybe on one of those sort of networking events is so much more productive than um you know, taking the half day out to go to a venue. And I'm not saying that face-to-face -face is still important because humans need that in real interaction. Um, but for those who are going to be socially, you know, uh, socially isolated because they're in the extremely vulnerable group um, um, or have to self-isolate for longer, again, it's going to be, it's going to be tricky um, until all those, uh, those 
elements are going to be lifted as well for the people who are in those extremely vulnerable groups. So obviously this is going to continue for a while, you know, a while longer, even though there are signs of lockdown lifting. But, you know, um, it was really interesting how productive those networking sessions were. And it, you know, it's disrupted the idea that we need to physically go to um, um, networking meetings or events, which in which we, yeah, we do, <laughs> we do. I don't say they're ever gonna be ruled out forever. Um, we do need that element of connection. Um, and there is value from actually having a face-to-face -face, you know, meeting or event or conference. Um, but it's amazing how much virtual uh, networking we can, we can do, um, which produces possibly more for us than uh, we'd have ever imagined. No, I agree. And like Chiswick Lunch Break, if any of you aren't part of the Chiswick Lunch Break group, um, the third Wednesday of each month, they have their online networking now. And they have a really nice kind of informal bunch. Um, I can send you a link. I'll put it in the chat afterwards. Um, anyone else, if you've got like a comment, I've muted you. But if you want to unmute yourself, maybe give your feedback or something else that we may have missed. I'd like to just say to Denise, that was really interesting. I'd be interested in what you do on a Friday morning. Um, I like what you said about Remo, haven't heard of that. So I found that very helpful, thank you. And, it, and it, you're absolutely right that certain things have changed forever. We absolutely still have to have that direct contact with people. I can't wait to meet friends and go out to a restaurant, you know? Um, but at the same time, you, know, like you said it's a different view on things so you know you, you've got a, an alternative now that's viable and it works and in some ways is more constructive so these are the changes that we can take forward and take something positive out of this situation so yeah i really enjoyed listening to you thank you Def thank you yeah absolutely sorry i would also agree i mean i've done a lot of um sort of networking online and it's made me realize you can go further afield easily but also um, you can have one-to-ones e easier in a more time efficient way uh, absolutely but also i'm going to use it with my clients because um, sometimes my clients are very busy people and to come into the studio or i usually go around to their house to do a meeting it might actually be more convenient for them to just to have a, um, a, a conversation face-to-face -face over the internet would be really helpful and I could even show them things that I've got in the studio that they need to see. I think it's going to be really really useful um, tool in future that I'm going to use. Yeah. Absolutely. I know one uh, person on one of the first kind of remote calls you had said you know that idea of driving for two hours just to have an initial conversation where you know that's almost like a full day at and you know and it doesn't go anywhere i think both parties would be keen to just have a kind of like 20 minute call a video call just to see is there any interest up you know both sides before embarking on a you know around the country trip in a car or train or whatever it is mm -hmm. so you know there's the knock on not just for convenience for people but knock on the elements of transport and therefore um, environment as well which is kind of, which is obviously interesting and useful to take into consideration Definitely. And have you found, apart from Zoom, have you found any other software that's been good, like Meet or Teams? Because for me, I keep coming back to Zoom myself. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, was, uh, I moved to, I was on Skype, but that was, wasn't very strong. Over, this is probably about 15 months ago. I just found it flicky and also their conflict between their core version of Skype and the kind of the, 
the the free one. Um, so I got onto Zoom for uh, a number of different reasons. It just was more robust. Um, but I think I've, I've had to try all of them as a result. So the WebEx, is it Cisco's WebEx one, I think? And also Microsoft Teams, I had one call there. But I mean, they're all very similar. Um, I don't know how Microsoft Teams copes um, uh, breakout rooms or equivalents. But definitely the Remo is, takes... Oh, takes networking to another level which sounds like a horrible corny line but it really does it sounds oh, I hate it as I was thinking about it saying it but um it does it makes it such a different playing field but of course it the first one I did my brain was exploding because the sound wasn't right and you know you had to have you know there was a lot of things you had to play, to play with it and if you're tired I think that's one of the things for the background to all of this is that fatigue level um, as the brain is trying to work out that, you know, this threat to human existence, essentially, that puts stress, even if it's, um, if you're going to a shop, you know, you're more wary, you're more alert. So there's more energy being devoted to that. So taking on board new stuff is more tiring as a result, or well, daily life is more tiring, let alone adding some, something on. So I found the first Remo, I was absolutely shot afterwards because I was t very tired. Um, and, you know, with that backdrop of, probably you know anxiety about what's happening in the world and what's happening to me um i remember that being absolutely knocked out with exhaustion <laughs> kind of, but that wasn't just the remo call that was everything else uh, accumulated um but personally i haven't come up i don't i can't think of any other ones to, to immediately but if i do think of something i'll let you know but um yeah it's always Thank good you. to try other ones. <laughs> yeah, and I've also put a re the link to Remo in the chat. So if anyone wants to have a look at it to see what it's about. Thanks for the tip, Denise. I think I'll definitely check that one out. And we've got a correct question from Steve. How many of us talk about what we give, have given back to society and our social media? Is it something we should be doing, like promoting the good work that you're doing, for example? Um, I don't know if any of you want to answer that one. Uh, I'd say on that, I mean, no, I don't. I mean, I, I do tell my friends, I do quite a lot of voluntary work as well as what I'm doing. You know, I help people on the streets. I've joined something which is good, Jim. You've heard about that, which you go running to do things. It's about keeping fit as well. So I do those things, but I don't generally, I mean, if I'm talking to a client, I might mention that, but generally I share that with my family and my friends and they all say good for you, you know, and, and it encourages, it motivates other people to do things as well. So, um, but I don't particularly use it, you know, from a business perspective, it's just more, letting people know what I'm doing. But it is, you know, it, it's, it, it helps, you know, in, ter in terms of our overall health and well-being. I think doing something for others is really important. And it's part of me, in a way, doing what I do at Morrison's because, you know, it can be really challenging sometimes. And as um, Denise mentioned, you know, some people are really on edge and it just takes one thing to send them over, you know, and you can be on the receiving end of that. I think, um, as was mentioned by somebody, with my maturity, I'm pretty good at dealing with that. Um, so I tend to be able to um, calm people down and always end up with a smile. And usually they end up apologizing to me. So, but, but that's to do with some degree of maturity. Um, but I do think all these things that we can do for other people, it really helps us in terms of our, our health and well-being. I think it's really important um, at this stage. Oh, I, would I would probably add, uh, Steve, to answer uh, your question, that's, that is something that I definitely do with my business. Um, so it, it, you're sharing your values as a business. Um, you're sharing what you believe in and helping the community um, 
is definitely a value of your business. So um, you could integrate some of those posts uh, to promote uh, your, your business values. So I would say yes, um, in, in, in little drips and drops. So a little bit of it, uh, not full content. This is something I have done with my business, uh, with um, the lockdown. Uh, Theo knows my story, I'm shielding. I have been shielding uh, since the beginning up till July the 10th. Uh, so my focus number one has been uh, my health and how to cope um, with the lockdown. Um, and for that reason, for the first two weeks, really um, my focus was on uh, wellness. So I joined a lot of community groups, um, focusing more on, on wellness, uh, mental wellness, physical wellness, rather than business. Um, and it took me two weeks to adjust to uh, the lockdown situation. Um, and this is when I started giving back um, to uh, my um, audience, to my customers, by creating uh, the groups that I mentioned earlier for uh, startup entrepreneurs. So yes, to answer your question in short, definitely, it's part of your business values, Steve. Thank you. And is there any other question? Any other comments, or should we go on to the second question? I guess um, uh, in terms of my SME force for good, I mean, I've been promoting that as um, because to get people on board, and you know, for lots of reasons, those who uh, who want some, you know, bit of support. Um, so. You know after each event or as part of it i promote the the event to get you know part of a recruitment exercise but also to share what we're doing so i don't see it necessarily as promoting it as part of what i do it's got its own i guess legs so promoting it but i guess the question steve for you is where where are you coming from on that in terms of is that something you're i'm curious about where your question comes from you're on mute so. i'm just gonna unmute you okay. steve you're now on mute oh. You've muted yourself. There you go. Now you're unmuted. Ping pong. Steve, I think his. Uh, okay, maybe we'll move on from this. <laughs> Sorry. And um, I'd like to pick up with you, Denise, afterwards. The best ways to kind of promote events, because obviously I'm doing this weekly event. Yeah. And I'm just trying to uh, obviously focus on the value, focus on what people are going to get from each topic, and then knowing how to kind of promote it in a way that will really well help people and get their attention so maybe we can yeah, pick up sure. on that later as well yeah sure absolutely um but yeah second question is really looking at um looking back over the past 10 weeks if there's anything that you would have done differently and if there's any kind of general advice you can give to like small businesses and what they can do to help themselves at the moment so zoe if you'd like to start okay um so what i did do which i thought was really importance it's sort of picking up on a point uh, about routine um, uh, at the very start I couldn't um, focus at all and I certainly couldn't do anything creative so what I did was focus on the business and I've been on um, a marketing training course um, which is very intensive for about the last six weeks and that's really good to be planning things for the future um, so, and I'm still working on that, um, it's still the end of the month, so, um, and that will give me a lot of things to, to do with the business, um, it's marketing strategy for the rest of the year. So that was a really positive thing to 
be doing at the time and will have great dividends in the future. So this is what I've been working on. Thank you. I think self-development, a lot of people are doing self-development and like working on their skills. And that's like the number one thing you can do when, you've, when you're in lockdown like this. Pauline, do you have anything to add at all? Um, just really to say about um, structure is so important. And I just share with you that I, you know, when we, we first, this first started, I got my, it was a different routine for me. And I, I was getting up and doing exercise in the morning and I, I restructured my day. When I went and got this work with Morrison's, I didn't realize until I got it, that I'm actually on a schedule, um, which is I generally work from 2.30 till 10.15. Now, for many, many years, I've always cooked from fresh in the evenings. I had to completely rejiggle, and it took me a week and a half to sort of get it right, because you know, I'd get home at 10.45, and I felt like I wanted to eat something, and that's obviously extremely unhealthy, and I was staying like, so it, it takes time to adjust, but I've now got myself into a routine. And in fact, when I leave this, I've got my lunch sort of prepared already. I'll have my lunch and eat it, and then put on my lovely Morrison's uniform and then go off to work. But it, it, what it shows me is that we, we are, we can be very adaptable. Um, there's no doubt that some people find it more difficult than others. I've always been horribly disciplined and, you know, that's just, I'm, I'm an organiser, that's what I do. Um, and, and what I realized through this, and, and, I, and I take on board what others have said about helping people, is that some, and I say on my website that fundamentally, what, a lot of the things that I do and I help clients with, for example, is that I, what people find difficult, I find easy. It's as simple as that. And, you know, when people talk to me in Morrison's, for example, and they say that they're, they're really struggling, they just need this to end, you know, it's clear that some people find it really difficult to adapt, you know, and just to sort of manage this whole situation. And, you know, um, and, and, and I sometimes try and give practical help and guidance in that regard. But I think whatever the changes are, and it's going to change again with these are slightly, slightly things being more relaxed and open. So we'll need to look at our schedules again and our structure. And um, and as I sort of migrate out of Morrison's back into my work, I'm going to need to do the same thing again. So I think it's about constantly reviewing and adapting. Um, and I found what you've all said very useful because you're right. I tend to, I sort of sometimes keep business and personal life a little bit separate. But I would just add that my whole ethos with my business is about I believe that everybody deserves to have a home that is beautiful to them and practical for their needs. And I always say, because that helps with your overall health, mentally, physically, and you know, your well-being. Because if you've got a home that uplifts you when you walk into it, you're more likely to do positive things for yourself, like go for the job that you promised yourself in the morning or cook yourself you know, a healthy, nutritious meal. So I link the whole thing in. Um, but it's been very helpful what other people have said. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, also, Pauline, you did a really good session with me on how to like declutter your digital workspace. <laughs> oh, yeah. everyone, everyone's stuck at home on their computers looking at Zoom and emails and stuff. So maybe we should, yeah. as, as a Zoom, to, to teach people how to organize their files. Make sure because I, yeah, because before this started, I was going to do a session, wasn't I? And it was in a one of the business communities where we can meet sometimes and I, we had it scheduled in obviously that had to be cancelled i'd be happy to do it as long as it's it, uh, you know as long as it's like this sort of time this 12 to 1 is about as much as i can do because of what i'm the other working i'm doing at the moment so as long as it's in the morning or 12 to 1 i'd be very happy to do that yeah yes. we'll definitely we'll do 12 to 1 i know a couple of people already have been asking about those kind of skills so that'd be really good oh, okay. Okay. thank you and denise anything to add 
Um, I don't. I don't think there's anything I've done differently apart from. It's easy to look back, isn't it? When when you look at those highs and lows. I mean, having your own business has its own highs, grief curve. You know, everything has a grief curve, regardless of its personal work or otherwise. So if you're in the kind of even salaried people have had that grief curve in terms of furloughing, is it going to be a job at the end? So, and as well as, you know, the, uh, the survival backdrop of uh, trying to keep away from COVID or, you know, if those, but um, I think the, the peaks and troughs, we've, we've just got to go, unfortunately, we've just got to go through them and work through them best we can. Um, and it's finding those coping mechanisms really, I guess it's easier in hindsight, but I think just being, gentler on myself because <laughs> like you know when I'm in the middle of one of those lows it's kind of like um yeah it is the reptile brain going um for survival um I've worked out that not listening to the news was really good for my mental health um so definitely not listening to the Downing Street briefings every day because that's surely kind of torture that would be against the Geneva Convention but um yeah, just looking looking at news updates just from like the BBC News website. So don't sit through <laughs> the politicians, you know, giving non-answers. Just actually pick up the bullet points on the news websites I find is really helpful when there's been some, some significant um, change. Even if Boris is talking, I tend, I tend I'll not look at it. So that works really well for my mental health, but yeah. Hindsight, be, be gentle on myself, but that's really hard to do when you're in the middle of a kind of, well, for me personally, when I'm in the middle of kind of like, right, what's happening? <laughs> the reptile brain and the monkey brain is going a bit crazy. But um, I don't think, I think, I think this is actually a time um, for creative thinkers. This is, this is a quite, it's quite an amazing time. I mean, it's not amazing in terms of the backdrop. I'm never going to say this is a, a great position to be in. Um, from a health and uh, people perspective but when the when up against it this is where creative thinkers come into their own and find different thing different ways of handling it and as you say Pauline adapting so that's why you've got all this, uh, this amazing positive disruption that's happening that is causing significant changes to daily life to the way we interact and so forth and there's some, some amazing positives out of it yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of crap downside to the whole thing of course but um yeah uh i remember always the tube strikes um 2011 time i think they were um they did the analysis so people had to find new journey new ways of traveling to work and once the tube journey started again five percent of people continued with their new route which presumably must have been walking or cycling or some other mechanism that didn't involve taking the tube and that five percent made a massive difference to the infrastructure to the overall running of the tube because of that overcapacity. so um, that shows the resilience and the creativeness of people but if you imagine the amount of dis disruption and positive impact this you know this uh corona times have had in all sorts of different areas so absolutely there are positives from you know you know really terrible backdrop so um it's be fascinating to see how those continue whether it's the fact that you know an older the more mature population are doing online shopping something that they'd never have considered doing if they've got access to the internet of course not everyone does or is um lit you know comfortable using it 
but you know there's been major shifts i mean as another example i'm sure this i attended my first web funeral last friday so i'm not sure if that happened before i don't know you know um but for people who can't go, be in the country for somebody's funeral i could see that being um or for people who yeah physically can't you know are in the same area so all those things that i don't you know as significant changes that we'd never even considered before so um yeah it's interesting interesting times exciting times to see the positives of some of that some of this massive disruption thank you and i completely agree i've actually been to a web funeral myself and it, it really made the difference to be able to be kind of be there and to see what was going on and i think there is definitely going to be a shift towards more video communication um, one other thing as well, so obviously I'm quite social, like doing the events and networking. And I know, and from the beginning, I made like a little core group. So all of the Genie, Sarah and a few others, we kept like a core business group. So if any of you were working with people in the past and you want to get back in contact with them, maybe just to touch base every week or two, just to have that normality and have, have that touch point with them. Again, you can do that through SME Forces for Good, or you can do it for other networking events as well. Has anyone got something else to add? Just something like you wish you would have done from the start or that you might consider doing now? I think um, the thing which I would have told myself at the start is just to try and relax and trust your instincts and change with it. And um, because I initially thought I'll have to mothball the company, I'll just have to shut it down until it's all um, back open again. And in fact, it wasn't like that at all. And I, um, ideas came and opportunities came up and you just had to follow them through and it gave you another idea. Um, so it's sort of trust your instincts and, and adapt um, and, and try not to worry too much about it. And that's, that's sort of what I would say. Um, but the one thing that did happen to me, which um, really surprised me, was I'd already arranged to go back into the church, as I told you. Um, and the night before I went back into the church, even though I knew it was going to be okay, I got a real anxiety attack because I wasn't quite sure what I was letting myself in for, whether I'd made the right decision. Um, but then as soon as I turned up the next day, it was absolutely okay. So, and, and I was really surprised by that. But then I just had to accept, well, this is part of the situation. And as you were saying about building anxiety is there, you might not be aware of it and it comes out at different times. That was obviously a release for my low lying anxiety that I generally felt. So it's sort of allow the emotions to come and go as well. Um, you try to be professional, but you know, it is, it is, it is an awkward and difficult time. So that's what I would, that's what I've sort of learned from it, I think. I think that's really good. Like as going on from what Denise said as well, just being, being open and being able to say when you're stressed or when you can't do these certain things, because most people working in an office, they're not used to not having that contact and just having this like weird kind of bubble we've been in for the past few months. So that's, that's really helpful. Has any of the guests got anything to add? Yep, Kathy, I'll just unmute you. Just give me one second. There you go. You sh you're just being unmuted now. It should let you speak. There you go. 
Yeah, I think um, while we're in this lockdown, it's quite, it's quite, um, you know, I can sit in the garden and not spend any money at all. Um, but it's when we come out of lockdown and realising that actually I can't afford to do any of the things that I did before. And I think that's going to be a stage that is really, really difficult because um, I, I recognise that I'm on minus income at least the earliest we're going to get paid is September. Um, so um, I think that is going to be a really, really difficult thing to get used to, is having two loss-making businesses, mm. you know. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of support. I know Hounslow Council, uh, Kensington and Hammersmith, they're doing kind of uh, extra support for small businesses. So I'm, I'm working with Upstream. So if you wanted some like a boost to get you started in september october there might be some options available there uh what what borough do you live in sorry kathy Kensington and chelsea so oh, yeah so i'll, I'll email um, you afterwards and there's like there's a program going uh there's one at portobello and then one down at Hampton. okay that's not very far at all well neither of those are very far because i'm at the sort of shepherd's bush end of Kensington and chelsea so Oh, there's one in the Shepherd's Bush Library as well, and it's it's a bit. Oh, that's a, very close, actually. Yeah. That's only about a fifteen minutes walk as it's Portville Road. So, oh, sweet. And they've got some free training, but then they've also got mm -hmm. help on funding and looking at any other grants and support you can get. Just, I mean, everyone's in a bad situation, so it's just making it a bit easier and more manageable for people. Because I'm I'm trying not to buy more stock than what I'm getting in, but like every month I'm buying slightly more stock than money I'm getting in so eventually I'm going to turn the bauble's round into a profit but I think it will be a good year before I make any profit out of travel to be honest mm. and I think so, that's, yeah. that's and hard so with me it's not a, a light switch it's going to be very very gradual into making money at all and that's something I'm just not used to mm. I'm working with another travel consultant and they're actually looking to offer people buying like e-vouchers so saying if you get something now you get a 10 20 percent discount for your travel next year just so that they I don't know how anyone's offering a 20 percent discount we don't i don't earn anywhere near that it's just to get some income in this year so they can focus on their work for next year um yeah but they i mean there's so many factors outside factors governing that when are the fco going to lift the restriction when are this 14 day quarantine gonna lift uh when can we actually sell any uk holidays i mean until i know those things i daren't even advertise anything mm. frankly you know i don't know if the it's going to be an end to it in July or August or, or next. I mean, I'm happy to sell 2021. And um, I did actually sell a cruise for 2021 a couple of days ago. And it felt so good because that's the first actual holiday that I've sold since the 1st of March. And I'm like, whoa, it makes you feel so good. But, you know, that's three months since I've sold another holiday. Mm. Normally at this time of year, I would be absolutely non-stop from 6am until 12pm, like processing holidays. That would be my normal May. This year I'm doing nothing, so it's soul-destroying. I'm sorry, I hope it, you make the and, and I'm still working and actually on minus money. I'm not even on zero, I'm on minus. Mm. 
well hopefully the support from the councils might help just ease it a little okay bit. well I, I will look at that and see what they say yeah that's good to know um i've got a question from steve do you think in the travel industry we should have followed other european countries and get isolation um i guess that's insurance and the start and come uh i've I don't know if you can see the chat and see what Steve's question for you, Cathy. Okay. Um, chat, 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 chat. Um, do you think in the travel industry we should have followed other European and get isolation? Measures, I think that is. Yes, yeah, measures, sorry. Oh, measure in at the start. Yeah, definitely. I mean, bringing this in um, now, it's just far too late. All it's done is killed it a bit more for us. It's like the airlines have had to lay off about 10,000 people. 12, no, sorry, 50, I think it's nearly 20,000 people, the, just the airline industry alone. And we, we're sort of forgotten. But um, it's only now that anybody's starting to even think about the travel industry, you know. It's um, uh, yeah. It should have been bought in at the start. If it was bought in in May, there'd be an end to it by now. Thank you. And the last kind of question is really looking at what resources. Is there anything else people have found that's helping them along? So for me, uh, well, mm. using Trello's keeping me productive. Using Zoom's keeping me in contact, and then yeah. really just finding all these other other bits just to keep your momentum going. Don't know, uh, Denise, if you have any any other tools you found. Um, tell me what what is Trello actually? Uh, so Trello is product productivity tool. So if you're like trying to get into a routine, trying to organise yourself, uh, okay. kind mm -hmm. of like a, an online tool to get your to do list, your priorities, everything in place, and make sure that you're always on top of your goals. I use it for itineraries, to yeah. do's and itineraries. You know, and you can so share it with people as well. I guess you share um, that with the clients. Good. Yeah, I, I love use it with my clients. Yeah. We actually did a topic on it uh, two weeks ago on Trello. Mm -hmm. There'll be like the highlights from that coming out soon as well. Yeah, okay. Now, I haven't got any um, tools, uh, that structure thing, really. Um, and I, you got, as a general tip, you may be doing this, Kathy, already, I'm sure. It's actually just keeping in touch with your existing clients. Just to yeah. hide how, you get, how you're getting on. Because, um, you know, it's... Uh, unusual circumstances and it gives a great opportunity to make i just yeah speaking with my existing clients just to kind of like that sense of normality again or <laughs> a small moment of sense of normality i found that really help helpful for both both parties to be honest as part of that you know mm. no like trust um element and um yeah that's always going to be helpful all around so um in whatever we can do and that steve comes back to your point of that um you know that kind of almost happy expression again it's the Maya Angelou thing it's not how what you said or what you did it's how you made people feel and yeah. it, as part of that you know obviously it's genuinely coming across that you're um concerned about people and such you know that'll stay in their mind for um uh, a long while rather than yeah all the other bits so yeah it's just keeping those relationships in uh, in good working order really is the kind of so it's not about technology or software that's out there. It's about back to the basics of, you know, yeah. working with your clients and, um, you know, reaching out to them. None of us have got commodity products that people just order off the, off the page, off an Amazon page or anything. So when it is about customer service, um, that, you know, that goes a long way in terms of uh, just keeping in, keeping in touch and, you know, knowing how, how they're getting on. 
Yeah, I have done that. I've contacted all my elderly clients in particular just to say, how are you? Um, Hope you haven't got this thing and whatever. And it it was actually an opportunity to not talk about travel, but talk about them. Um, And actually, I've sold quite a lot of baubles doing that as well. Um, So a lot of my travel clients have bought them off me. So that's been that's been a benefit as well. So, yeah. yeah. Glad to hear. (laughs) Yeah, but thanks. Yeah, no, that, that's good. But yes, I have done that. I'm sure. I'm sure you would have done anyway. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a kind of tip for any anyone in business, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, not just this group. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. just on the phone, just touching base. Like well, I'm doing an email campaign, and it's getting more opens. But to actually take the time to speak to someone individually makes a huge difference. Yeah. I think they they really appreciate it as well. I was going to add in as well that so I totally agree with, with connecting with, as Denise said, with with clients, but also with people that I've met at networking events. Um, I've had some really interesting, I've made some calls to people. We've had some really interesting chats about how they're getting on in their business. We've talked about the whole politics of the thing, and particularly living on my own, I absolutely love those sorts of conversations. It's really, um, it's really been fascinating. But the other thing that's really helped me a lot as well is that. Um, in the early days going through, so there were so many webinars and things, lots of them from the Hounslow Chamber of Commerce, I have to say, and some of those were really excellent because when there was this question about furloughing myself and I knew I couldn't survive on the income I'd then be getting um, with no option for a bonus from my business, um, I had to think about getting another work. And on that web, I asked a question on one of those webinars and I got it really clearly stated to me that I could also take another job in furlough, which was just so helpful because I was a little bit uncertain. I'd read things and I thought I could. So those webinars were fantastic, you know, for me. Um, and what was also became clear, which, which was still they were very informative, but I did realize because of my situation and when I set up the business, et cetera, et cetera, most of the things that there were, you know, from the councils, et cetera, et cetera, I was not eligible for. And that's where I said, well, okay, I'm all right. I can furlough myself and I'm going to go and get a job. And I went out there and I was very, very blessed. That actually for me, it was quite easy. And I don't know how that happened. I was blessed. Um, but I did find those webinars really useful. So I think the way I would just like to add to this group, the way that the small business groups and communities and this sort of thing, Theo, you've done some great things, um, have got together, has just helped us all through this. Because I find it really inspiring um, just hearing about people that, you know, we've all had different difficulties, but we've all found ways of managing, you know, with Denise talking about what she does and also Zoe, I love what you said, but also Kathy with your baubles. And I saw Kathy's baubles at a fabulous networking event and they are terrific. They're very unique. So it's really inspiring to hear how all of us, you know, we're all doing different things to get through this, but we're all doing something. And I think that is just incredible. And, you know, I think we should, we all deserve a clap as well. <laughs> Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah well done for surviving exactly it's good yeah. actually one thing i would add is um i did a socially distance walking meeting um probably a week before last which was like it was a delight um to say because i live on my own also actually having walking with somebody um which i haven't had chance to do since probably january <laughs> so and just meeting face to face zoom does a lot um, you know, but um, it is more demanding from the energy point of view. Yeah. Um, so it was actually lovely. Because, uh, there's lots of reasons why, but 
not you, you don't have to focus 100% on somebody like we are now <laughs> um, um, to, to, to be able to listen and it was just a delight to walk with somebody and just you know you don't have to be facing them the whole time <laughs> in this same way obviously this is good but that if you have the opportunity to do a walking meeting with somebody um, if you've got clients or you know nearby just for a catch-up bring a flask of coffee with you <laughs> um, what i did um which i've really enjoyed is i phoned people um other businesses that i work with and just see how they're getting on with it and they've always been a bit surprised that there isn't a point to the conversation but i've, I've really enjoyed just catch up to see how they're doing and also i've been sending out thank you cards to customers say if they've written me a review in the past or they've recommended me to other people you know because I think you know those sort of contacts which I should be doing anyway I just thought now I have the time and they might really appreciate it so I've you know that's also something I've been doing yeah I think definitely staying in touch and like, like you said like just those little touch points make a huge difference and also now they're allowing I think six people to meet from Monday so I'm sure yeah. people can go, you can go out to an outdoor space, maybe a nice park, especially while the weather is 25 degrees. And uh, yeah, just catch up and try and rekindle those connections. Um, maybe, and on yeah. a side note, the pubs are opening. So they're doing um, like outdoor beer and pizza. If any of you have, like pizza occasionally? A lot of the ones around Ealing are now starting to slowly open. Yeah. Um, maybe visit lunch break. We can have six, you know, different groups of six. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially on the green. Um, yeah, the real life like, breakout room. Oh, I think I could do that by Turnham Green Station, that nice little green there. That'd be beautiful. Or, um, yeah, just by, uh, um, we meet, um, where is it? By the Lamb and there's actual Turnham Green, the, the church, where the church is, not the tube. It's slightly hmm. different, different spot, but even just out the front there on the grass. Anyway. I think, I think people really appreciate it. I don't know, Shabari or Maz, I know you've been muted. Have you, if you're there, have you got anything to add or any comments? I know Maz is a therapist I've been working with. Uh, Shibari just joined today. Nope. Um, any other comments from guys before we close? Just to say thank you, Theo, for organising. I've really enjoyed it. I'm going to have to go pretty quickly because I've got to get ready for my Morrison's job. <laughs> my pleasure. I, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, lovely. I've got to go and declutter. Yeah. And we'll do the digital decluttering maybe two, three weeks. Pauline, I'll give you a call. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, let me know. Just let me know. That's fine. Thank you so much. That was really good. Really interesting. Yeah. Really good Thanks so much. Well, thank you. Have a lovely weekend, right. guys. Enjoy the weather. Thanks, Theo. Thank you. Bye. Bye.